Hello and welcome to the Lessons from the Core podcast with your host, Lisa Kara. This is episode 10 and I'm so excited to have with me my guest, Kim Cullen. Welcome, Kim. Hello. I'm, uh, it's so me. It's so wicked to have you. (laughs) I'm so excited to have you today. I'm filled with community love for my guest and fellow student from the podcast launch community. We both met inside Chris Cowden's podcast group. Kim and Kim recently launched her own podcast called Community Over KPIs, which we're going to learn all about what that is. Kim is an experienced community manager and strategist driven by passion, empathy, a human-centric approach, and honesty. She takes pride in providing the best customer care possible. As a community strategist, her goals include empowering and inspiring more women leaders to engage with their community and educate them on the importance of building their network to succeed. In addition to her primary job functions, Kim has been recognized by mental health charities, Marissa Peer, world-renowned speaker, rapid transformational therapy trainer, and best-selling author, and Rachel Pedersen, queen of social media for her extraordinary commitment to community building. So I want to thank you again, Kim, for being here and welcome you to the Lessons from the Core podcast. Thank you. Oh, you said that so lovely. It's like, oh, that's really nice. <laughs> oh, the well, and you lovely. are, you thrive <laughs> in communities and being a pillar of running communities, uh, working for hosting other people's communities so people that are hosting courses uh facebook groups different things like that and i'm really excited to have you here um you know so many of our common friends and colleagues are having to show up online whether they have an online business or they have a product or service that they're you know wanting to get more eyes on their business through social media so having someone like you that they can turn to because it can be really difficult to wear all the hats you know and when you're showing up being the course creator or product creator to then have to admin a group manage a group check it you know do all the things with uh whether it's having to even transferring like email lists or emails onto email lists like there's so many tasks that go from when we first meet that client whether it's in person or online to welcoming them into our group to all the things so tell us a little bit more about kind of what your day-to-day activities are with being a community manager okay um well first of all yeah you're completely right with like um I I worked with a lot of speakers and like hypnotherapists um therapists in general and they just have so much work to do on like on a daily basis that running a community they want to run that community but they just haven't got the time they want they want to but they haven't got the time so they're trying to spread themselves thin so that's like a really great point so what I do um, on a daily basis, if I'm a done for you, um, if they've asked me for a done for you service, for example, is that I make sure that if I talk about Facebook groups for starters on it, because community can mean 
quite a lot of places, a lot of platforms that you can build a community. But specifically, I love Facebook groups. So on a daily basis, I would welcome new members um, make sure that everyone is um, behaving. Maybe it's the right word <laughs> to say, you know, that no one's dropping any links or any f bombs or something. You know, depending following on, those guidelines. Uh, oh, of course, of course, and you know, every everybody has their own rules and guidelines on top of Facebook's rules and guidelines, right? Mm-hmm. So some people are happy with a couple of swear words. Some people are like totally against it so I would make sure and obviously the bigger the group grows the more that really does happen and it's harder and harder to keep an eye on that so um excuse me sorry I've been I haven't coughed all day (laughs) and then yeah so I make sure that the group is clean looking from um spam links from any bots that have found their way into the group. Um, you know, because mistakes do happen, we're only human. Um, so I accept the members, I decline members, I vet members, making sure that everybody um, has uh, has answered the questions, for example, and depending on what they've answered, then I'd go into the DMs and say, listen, I can help with this. And when I say I can help with this, it, doesn't need to be a paid thing it can literally be right so and so has a video on this on a youtube i hope this is useful mm-hmm. um i also create the content that gets into that group um it's a bit half and half so some of it's curated from other channels um and i've just either broken it down or added things to it okay um, so you would repurpose like if they just give you a google yeah. doc of stuff they already have you would then repurpose it yeah, yeah. Most of the time, um, most of their platforms, their social media platforms are quite holistic. So it's the same kind of content throughout everywhere. Um, however, some things are not suitable for that group. So I just weed them out. Um, and then I don't know, I can add graphics to it. But then some of it is I create content from scratch. Um, or I can give them, um, like the client, the details and different hooks um you know different type of things to be working with so it all depends on that client um and that's a lot already (laughs) um and then also um i do lead generation as well in some groups so lead generation um can go from keeping an eye on what people are talking about so if i can help them in that way again it doesn't necessarily have to be a paid product it can be a free product a free video it could be a free product like a sample of skincare for example um or something like that or it can be full blown on right listen so and so has this course it's brilliant and then go from there but what a lot of the work comes from the research before getting into that group so it's keeping an eye on the audience, seeing what makes them tick, what they hate, what they don't like, what gets engagement, what doesn't get engagement, um, what membership questions gets people in, what what doesn't, um, you know, things like that. So a lot of the work is research beforehand and during looking after the community um, because I'm basically 
um another leg to my client because they're so busy like mm-hmm. speaking on stage and being a therapist doing all these amazing things that I have to be on one and I have to be a part of that person um, for them to trust me as well, you know, and that takes time, especially if you've got a large group, say 20,000, for example, members. Now, if I just go in there and go, oh, hey, I'm Kim, I'm going to do this, people are going to go, what? (laughs) What's going on here? You know, they almost have to trust you to be like an extension of their voice, right? Like, and their culture and their, like, just that whole community vibe, right? If you're Miss Boot Campy and they're Miss Gentle, right? I'm sure there has to be a bit of a meshing of just like personalities that way, right? Yeah, absolutely. And this is where it's important that when you start um, as a community manager, in my opinion, that you spend the first few weeks getting to know um, your client, your client's business, mm-hmm. and getting to know the community that they've already built, you know, because without that, it is a very hard job along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a bit different if the client already hasn't got a community and is building a community, we can do it together, you know, we can learn together. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, absolutely, coming in as a community manager is quite scary sometimes, you know, I'll be honest with you. Like, you know, and I still do have my doubts sometimes, like, oh, what if they don't like me? <laughs> you know, it doesn't last very long now, I'll be honest, but mm-hmm. I'm human at the end of the day, and I still yeah. get that feeling sometimes. But I also know I'm really good at what I do. So, you know, and I am me. I don't lie to them. I'm straight up with them. I, I tell them I'm nervous sometimes, which goes a long way sometimes as well. You know, it depends on that niche. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I answered your question, did I? You did. <laughs> and congratulations <laughs> again on your the launch of your new podcast, Community Over KPIs, which awesome. we are all dying to know. <laughs> what are KPIs? <laughs> okay so English is my second language by the way so if I say this wrong I apologize um KPIs are key performance indicators yes I got that right (laughs) Um, (laughs) so basically these are all the stats you know that you get so we'll go back to a Facebook group for example you need to know if your content's working okay you need to know if your group in general, is working by measuring the amount of members you get into your group. So that is a KPI, okay? It's really important to know how many people are coming in your group because you need to know if you're growing, for starters on it, and you need to know if what you're doing is working, right? Okay. Um, the other one is an engagement you know, figure out your engagement by likes, comments. It's all the surface stuff that they are important. I'm not saying they're not important because they really are because you're never going to get to your goal without them. Right. Um, however, I named community over KPIs is because I believe in if you build community, then the KPIs are okay. They're, they're right. generally yep. nine out yep. of ten times fantastic. Yeah. Um, you know, so you need to measure like the active contributors um in your Facebook group, you know, for example. But there's there's just so many things that you can measure, and that goes 
again, it depends which which ones you measure will depend on the platform and um, the, what the platform and like which community you're building, if that makes sense, or what your goals are. Okay. Um, so like I said, the main one is generally community members. So if you have a membership, for example, a membership group to go alongside a course, mm-hmm. then the more people you've come in, you've got coming into that um, into that course is automatically going to your group so that's not a massive kpi to check on a, okay. on a base on a monthly basis um because you'll be doing all that with your course but the engagement inside that facebook group is huge because if no one's engaging there's something wrong somewhere you okay. know mm-hmm. um so that is a good one to keep an eye on um and like in an engagement comes in a lot of different ways people just think oh is it a like or a heart or a whatever but it goes deeper than that like people can see your stuff and not like it or not love it or not comment on it but it doesn't necessarily mean that they don't like it in general Does that's that right sense? or that it didn't yeah. affect them in some way that they didn't exactly. stop and you know, for yeah. me, it's like there's stop the scroll and realize, oh, wait, yes, maybe I should open up my chest a little bit more and think about my posture, right? You can't help but, yeah. oh, I'll yeah. recheck my posture right now, right? So even yeah. if they're just thinking, oh, wait, can I make my back feel a little bit better in this moment? Okay, keep scrolling. I've done my job. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, and I've always said, and I generally cannot remember if I made this up or if someone told me because I can't remember. But if you can impact and inspire one person, okay, mm-hmm. from your post, then it's done. Right. You know? So true. It, that's it. Even if they don't like it or they don't love it, they don't comment on it. Mm-hmm. And, and when I say like, you know, I actually mean physically press like on it. Um, <laughs> but, you know, your job's done. So don't give up putting that content out there. Um in a group, it's slightly different because you can actually measure what works and what doesn't. Okay, so and got, with the stats, depending on... Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, you know, you can measure the activity rate on that as well, how many active members were that seeing your post, mm-hmm. you know, that's either insight. And if, if you've got a lot of active members that's come in and looked at that post, then you know it's working, um, but there's just a lot of things to move around and check, and it all does depend on your goal, your end goal. Okay. Um, you know, there's no point checking if your goal is to get 100 members, for example, and you don't look at your group as a whole and you don't know how many members are coming in, then it's pretty hard to get to your goal. <laughs> so, right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, and with the when it KPIs comes to <laughs> yeah yeah and when it comes to social media like what is your most favorite part of social media is social media as a whole is genuinely talking and networking with people I mean Lisa I've met you through social media yeah. and you're like a million miles away <laughs> okay <laughs> without social media I very doubt and tell everyone where you are coming in from today I'm <laughs> okay are you ready so I'm, I'm from the UK North Wales mm-hmm. and I actually live in a small town with the largest name in Europe um 
I'm I'm gonna try and say it right, okay? So it's Shanver Pukwinki Pukwelch Green Broadway Santas Tastelio Gogogogog, and that is a real place. I'm not kidding. That's the entire name of the place. Yes. <laughs> not. I'm not even joking. I'm not even joking. Oh my yeah. goodness! And like, how yeah. far are you from our common friend Chris Cowden? Are you guys drivable distance or not even? Um. Yeah. Well, he's in England. Um. I'm in Wales. So, and I'm further into Wales as you can possibly be on the island. Okay. Um, okay. So it is a good few hours away from me. It is drivable. Um. I can't actually remember exactly where he is, but I'm pretty sure it's about three, four hour drive, maybe more. And is England, like where you are, is England like that, the big city? Like, is that like a, would you, is that like considered like going into the big city? Um, or yeah, do you have of, other big city, city life near you? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no. In, so England is a different country um, within the UK. Okay. So we're like a standalone country. Um, there's two main parts to Wales. So you've got North Wales and you've got South Wales. So South Wales is the big, big place. So you've got Cardiff, you know, which is massive for universities and um, for people to come, like, touristing and is that a word touristing and yep. things like that however Cardiff the biggest part of Wales is still five hours away from me okay drive, okay five okay. hour drive okay so and where you are main... where where would be the big city of action like if you were like if you wanted to take your daughter on some nice city trip to where there's I don't know some shopping or something like where would is there anything close to you would that would be like represent the big city adventure not, not really Robert, mm, no not really close to me but I'd say Chester which is in England which it, is okay. about two hours away from me I'd probably well I do take it that a drive or a flight closest. Yeah, no, a drive. A yeah. drive, okay. It isn't okay. an airport near me at all. Okay, okay. There's gliders. There's like a lot of gliders, but not yeah. an airport. Yeah. Like a big one. <laughs> and do you like get out guys. to lots of like nature walks? Like, do you have a lot of beautiful, like yeah. that, is that your thing to get outside and? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We're very, very, very lucky here because we're, Surrounded by seas, beaches, mountains, oh, forests. Yeah, yeah. We, um, we live very, very close, so like 10 minutes away from Snowdonia, um, which has a river, which is Snowden, the mountain. Oh, um, wow. Which is and I even better from. for working from home, like when you can really appreciate all the nature around you. And do you absolutely love working from home? I do. I do you know what? It's quite funny that you say work from home because as soon as the nice weather comes, I'm very rarely in the house. Okay. Um, I'm either in the garden or I'm quite literally on top of a mountain doing my work and or near the lake or something like that. I quite literally oh, take my laptop with me, sit there. Um as long as if I can get service on my mobile phone, yeah, I'm fine. You're set, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah. And you can it's, set your um, hours yeah, with, you know, that. when you have various clients that you're running their groups, you can easily yeah. schedule your hours. And if someone wanted to, was, if someone was, you know, absolutely love social media and had a desire to learn and wanted to get into doing something like this for themselves, how would you, where would you tell them to start? Okay. Um, Rachel Peterson, she, she's amazing okay and she's taught me everything I know um I'm good at what I do because of her um so she does have a free group um I th- she we can link that all for sure so yeah, she teaches about building amazing. a group and running groups and things like that um she teaches um see so she's a social media queen okay queen of social media so every, it's everything for her um now she one of her groups is social media united okay is it social media united yeah um, which i first joined years ago it's free now mm-hmm. um but when i first joined like it i paid and with all honesty I couldn't afford to pay but I scraped it and I went in and I, I put my all into it now that changed my life um and then she approached me and asked me to join her inner circle which she still runs now which I'm still part of thankfully um and I'm grateful every day because I went from um I think it was seven clients earning little amount of money every month to two clients earning double what I earned at that time oh, all nice. through what she taught me now it's not just even the money okay she taught me to be my confidence is because of her you know a lot of other things as well don't get me wrong mm-hmm. but Rachel she really really genuinely changed my life I don't know if she knows it or not but she has genuinely changed my life She's amazing. So yeah, oh, I so nice. You, so <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's so nice. And you, I mean, you obviously love building communities and helping others shine with all of the various um, groups that you've got to oversee over the years. What do you see as being like an indicator of a successful group or community? Um, from face value, it's the engagement within that group. You know, I know it can sound a bit like, oh, I don't know, I, I'm not trying to sound horrible, but if you have no engagement in the group, something needs to change. You know, now, even with my own group, I'm in there as much as I can. But if there's no engagement in there, then... I'm the first one, I need to change something, I need to change either my content or I need to change how how long I'm in that group for. So face value, I'd definitely say the engagement and doesn't necessarily have to be just from the admin. I mean, when they're talking to each other, you know, um, but that is probably the first thing I'd say. And the second thing is that there's activity from the admin in there. Okay. Because you don't want to completely neglect it group because it's your group they're there for you and what you do um so yeah that's I'd say that my two are face value however when it comes to clients they all have different goals so 
for example, one goal was hit, I think it was 25,000 members. Um, now, as soon as it was coming up and it hit 25,000 members, that was a successful group for her. Yeah, you know, um, and then someone else wanted six sales, I think, within nine weeks or something. Um, I can't tell you exactly until I've looked at the stats. Um, and I think she hit five, I think we hit five, um, nice. but it was still successful, it was a successful group. And you do know? you help um, them come up with those goals at the beginning together, yes, or yes. okay? Yeah, it's a bit of both because. Some somebody will come to me and go, right, this is what I want, this is what I need, this is what my goals are, and that's that's perfect. You know, I'll have a quick look over them, making sure that they're like achievable, because I did have someone asking me to grow the group to something silly like hundred thousand people within like a week. I was like, that's not gonna work. Um, you know, so I'll have mm-hmm. a quick look over them. But I'll be honest with you, most most people that come to me that end up being a client are brilliant on what they know what they want and they're realistic and they just need yeah. help executing kind of yeah. thing and like making yeah, implementing absolutely. okay okay yeah but I am there to help with the goals and the first thing I always say is like why do you want to group yes people miss that so much right yeah being really connected to your why you're even hosting it in the first place I'm sure is going to help you stay on target and track and focused yeah 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 Yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah I I always love asking my guests and I want to thank you again for being on today because anyone that's as I said has a product is hosting a course community just having that extra guidance and someone that can just take care of it is absolutely huge because it's too hard to wear all of the hats. Um, But this question that I love asking uh, people that are on is I would love for you to tell us about a red flag moment in your life that caused you to learn some of your own lessons from the core. Okay. Um, I'd like to tell you this was a one only once thing, but it happened a couple of times and I didn't learn, but now I've learned. Um I had I had the discovery for the client. I had everything, everything just basically went so smooth. Um this person said to me, like, I want this in my group, and the goals were realistic and everything. So I thought, okay, great, it was going off to a good start. Then what I found was this person was quite nasty with me um, because I didn't hit a certain goal. Um, so, for example, I'm, I'm just trying not to name names here, so it's a bit hard, so bear with me. So, for example, this person um, wanted to do a competition and I was like, great, let's do this. Um, so I give this person my strategy of how I would do it and they were like okay great now they went on to not do any of that okay and the competition was 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 a fail I'll be honest it was it wasn't even a let's try and get this back up it was it was a complete fail which is fine but what I found was that this person was really nasty with me and like I really, really, it, it hit me so hard that I doubted myself and I hated myself because this person said like, oh, it's you and you didn't tell me right. And I believed this person. Mm-hmm. So I, I thought, oh, okay, 
this person must be having a bad day. It's fine, you know. I sat down with myself and all this. But then it just kept, kept happening. And I thought, hang on a minute, there's something wrong here. You know, like, you shouldn't speak to people like that, let alone someone who's trying to help you, you know. Um, so that was quite a red flag moment of, like, getting baked at the first time rather than third or fourth time happens. Yes, um, like seeing their true colors once and then, yeah. okay, wait a second. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, we don't work for ourselves and own our own businesses to take uh, to take off people, um, how can I explain, to, like, be under control of someone else. Yeah. I mean you know I want to work with people I like and that they like me I don't mm. it's not all about the money I'm not going to say it's not about the money because it, it is a good income you know but it's you need to work with people that you align with yes and go with your guts from the beginning if you think you're right in something then you're right in something if you're getting that what do I call it like a funny feeling that there's something off then yep. you're probably right you know, there's something probably is off and you need to look into that before you carry on with that person. Because yep. throughout my whole seven years, oh, nearly eight years now, um, I've been doing this, that that really destroyed my mental health really, really bad. Um, so, yeah, that was a red, massive red flag. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing. Sometimes in life, like we go through, wouldn't you say, periods where sometimes we don't even realize that, yeah, we're tolerating that that less than like to allowing someone to treat us a certain way or speak to us a certain yeah. way or like, yes, there's many wonderful things online, but there is also a pocket of people that think that they can use it to yell and discipline and, that yeah. you know, forgetting that we're all adults <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah. you know, um, so yeah, but obviously something that you, you know, went through and I'm sure you got a lot of lessons in hindsight and, used it as a way to really step up your own internal um just self-love to realize that you don't need to take yeah. that kind of crap from anyone else right yeah absolutely yeah. Yeah. I mean you know we we can beat ourselves up um so much on our own we don't need yeah. someone else to do it for us okay? 100%, 100%. You know? 100%. Um, like this there was a lot like you said there was a lot of lessons from that um but then on the practical side as well, um, I learned to put boundaries in place in my contract, mm -hmm. you know, and learn to actually say, like, this is how I work, yep. you know, don't expect this, don't expect that. Because as well with this person, the more horrible they were being, the more I was doing for them. It's like, right. You know, like I was going, um, I was digging into my my family time, my daughter's time to try and please this person to have a meeting at a certain time because yep. they couldn't do it at the time, you know, and it could be 10 p.m. for me and it's or whatever, you know, right. I just. Now yeah, you I know have. to set those boundaries. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. And yeah. you are very good at actually taking a day to get off of your phone and get off of social media and right like I've learned to. a lot yeah, yeah yeah it's uh it's like so refreshing to have been able to learn those good lessons from you as we've been in uh the podcast 
challenge community. And yeah. yeah. And too, I mean, just, you know, we both know, as you said, like getting back into, it's so important to be able to feel those things in our own body, to feel those red flags. You know, that's why I'm always saying how important it is to get that daily movement and meditation so that you know what it feels like in your body. So that when we do encounter these people that, you know, something needs to give us that attention, we're a little bit more aware, which brings me to my next question, which is, do you have a Pilates or favorite Pilates exercise or what is your favorite exercise in general? Are you going to hate me if I say I don't do Pilates, but I do yoga? Of course not, my friend. Okay. Okay. As long as you're okay. moving your body daily, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> okay, so um, I absolutely love um, running. Stars on it. Okay. Um, I've been running for years, but I had an injury a few years ago. So running is quite difficult for me now because... Okay. Um, where, which injury? Hip, knee, ankle? My knee. My knee. knee. I took okay. cartilage on my okay. knee. Yeah, so that was um, that's a different story, but that like I, yeah, it, it really really hurt, like both mentally and physically. So um, I wanted to get back into running, but my body wouldn't let me because I've got um, hyper, joint hypermobility syndrome as well. Mm-hmm. So that means that my joints like stiff up. Okay, mm-hmm. so someone introduced me to yoga, and I thought I genuinely thought to myself, right? Do you know what, Kim? Get a grip of yourself. You're gonna be like blue tacks to the floor if you go for yoga. Like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> You're like, it's just not you. But I thought I'll give it a go. And do you know what? Moving my body in ways that I never thought was possible has changed my whole physical pain levels and my mind pain if that makes sense I love Um, that what a good realization yeah and so one did it allow you to start making it a more of a daily habit once you started to realize how nice it felt in general yes um, I'm currently doing it twice a week because apparently you've got to do this thing called pacing like apparently that stops injuries um which if anyone knows me I'm quite impatient when it comes to things like that because I could run a marathon a couple of years ago I think I I think I still can but I physically can't (laughs) that kind of thing um but yeah so I do it twice a week and I walk a lot more now rather than run as well Mm -hmm. do you do would you say you're someone that does meditation I do yes um maybe not in a traditional way as some people do sit and stuff I do a lot of meditation when I go for a walk yeah or when I run um or when when I'm on my own drinking my cup of tea or my coffee I I tried sitting intentionally and doing it and it didn't quite work for me so I did it a different way and it works perfect yes um you can just but I will yeah absolutely and and if I have something um, something on my mind that I need clarity over or I need to calm down, then I will intentionally go and meditate, um, okay. which works fantastic. Yeah. But yeah, um, I love meditation. I really do. Um, and I love moving my body in in like an aligned way because yep. I'm used to the cardio side of things I'm like running, biking, whatever. Yes. So you're getting you know, used to the slowing it down type yeah, activities. And... Yeah. and, you know, using my core, like I didn't even know that existed. I'm telling you. 
<laughs> that's like, awesome. Oh. And it's so good for injury prevention, like just strengthening exactly. the core and yeah. just getting the body moving, endorphins. It's, yeah. it's fantastic. Yeah. And it's it's teaching me how to run properly when I'm ready to go back as well. You know, because I've got hypermobility, I tend to dislocate my, my joints. Mm-hmm. Um, so one wrong kind of move when I'm running or when I'm dancing even, they can come yep. out of joint. So doing this kind of movement teaches me like when to stop or when to balance out it's it's incredible it's yeah it gives you that body awareness right that like kind of starting point yeah absolutely and uh, if you were I'm very curious do you have um any plans to ever write any books is that something that's ever been on your radar yes um I'll be honest with you, it's just a load of ideas on a piece of paper at the moment, but it mm-hmm. definitely is something I would love to do. And um, would it be something around your your current job or what would it be about? Yeah, it'd be very much similar to my podcast, really, because, um, you know, building the community, there's, there's a lot behind that as well to do with mental health. Um, as much as being a business owner or an entrepreneur or a freelancer so yeah I would say it, it would be around building communities and a bit of my story in there as well and because I was I'm just an ordinary person you know with a mental health problem and I see so many people and they say to me I can't do that I can't do that I did that so you can do that you know, it's, yes. it's not impossible. You just have to try and have that support, have that community to support you to do it. And I wholeheartedly, I can't even talk properly now, <laughs> believe that community, it, it'll change your life, both business and in life, you know. So, yeah, I'd love to get that out in a book one day. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I can't wait. I'll be there for your book launch. Just like for your podcast launch. (laughs) I need someone to write it for me, I think. If I give them all the ideas and they can write it, maybe. I don't know. It's definitely on my list anyway. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'll I'll give you some good pointers for how to repurpose some of that stuff with when it comes to book stuff for sure. And but yeah, you have such a story to tell with just how to and such an inspiring story of with having some mental health issues, but being able to navigate through, okay, what are my strengths? How can I utilize them to make the best possible job that works for you, that works for your hours, your daughter, your family, and that you're able to give yourself some grace when you do need that time to have a bit extra downtime and right. Like the beauty of being able to schedule your own things that way, I'm sure allows you to ease up on the mental health in ways that someone that has a strict nine to five that you have to be out of your house at this time going through traffic you know adding all the extra layers of stress is not going to make any of those things easier so to be able to really work with your strengths yep yeah no absolutely you just hit the nail on the head is that what it is nail on the head I'm not very good with these sayings you know (laughs) all of the sayings <laughs> all of the sayings people call me up on it and I don't mean in the last three but people said it's this freaking I'm like oh yeah sorry <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, we're going to link everything in the show notes with how everyone can get a hold of you through with your social media accounts and your own Facebook group, your podcast community over KPIs. We're going to link that up and your services. If anyone wants to book a call, a consult with you, because you do have some great done for you services and just being able to, if anyone needs any help running their own Facebook groups or communities. So I want to thank you, Kim, for being here today, for taking the time to come on the podcast. It's been so fantastic to get to know you more. And I've had the opportunity to spend lots of time with you inside our group, which was such a fun group to just learn how to launch our podcast. And we are always so thankful to Chris Cowden and Phil for everything and everyone that was in that group. We got to learn from so many amazing uh, mentors and colleagues. It's been amazing. So we want to both thank you for tuning into this podcast. Check out Kim's podcast. And thanks again for being here at this episode of the Lessons from the Core podcast. Thank you. Thanks, everyone.